All right, time for the Robert Scabell Show. Already, how did we get here? It just happened yesterday. Here we are again, wrapping it up, heading into the weekend with, uh, well, the power to heal being yours. Why not? Let's have a good time today. It's Cinco de Mayo. We'll find out what that's all about. And uh, if you're going to do anything for it, maybe Super Don won't even show up for work today. He's probably sloshing, bathing in margaritas. Well, not probably not. We'll find out. Our good friend Julie Wentz returns. There's a big uh, health kind of health freedom kind of thing going on online that you can access from all over planet Earth. And so we'll let you know about that as well. And uh, we, so we got to do a Mexico story. Mexico accomplished something so extraordinary. Um, we're going to tell you about that in just a moment as well. Lots more healing to go, including questions of the day. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room, and we'll check out what's happening there. If you're watching on Rumble, howdy. How you doing? We love you there. No cheap seats here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Let's uh, bring this power to heal back to you right about now, Super Don. Go, go, go. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. What, what have I done to res- deserve such treatment from you, Super Don? Did, did I uh, uh, do something to annoy you this week? What happened there? Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I thought we'd celebrate. I, with that face. Get in the spirit, you know? Trying to little, frighten little Mexican children. Little Mexican hat dance there? What's wrong with that? Uh, that picture. Oh, my gosh. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> anyway. Welcome Happy Cinco Robert. de Mayo. It's right? the, o- the only uh, uh, um, Mexican holiday that's celebrated in the United States and the people in Mexico go, why are you guys doing that? Why are you doing that, right? This is not about Mexican independence. It is not. No. Apparently, I when I, when I, I had to look it up again this morning because I couldn't remember. Uh, it, it has to do with something that happened. The, the Mexican army drove away the uh, French mm-hmm. army or something. The Mexican. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, beat back the French, but not the French people that listen to the Robert Scott Bell show. We love no, you. not Hannah and and uh, who was it? H- Hannah and Samuel. Uh, yeah, her husband. in in France that listened to the show they asked us the question the other day. So. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, uh, my goodness. Well, we do have to start with a story out of Mexico, uh, and <clears throat> they might not like it, uh, but this isn't us uh, culturally appropriating. Uh, just want to congratulate them a little uh, after the fact. Um, headline reads, Mexico has developed its own COVID-19 vaccine. Oh. Only problem is it's two years late. Two years late. <laughs> Great. Well, wow. you know, I oh, mean, Mexico. yeah. Yeah. You know, I, maybe what Mexico did is they actually did the, the, uh, required amount of testing mm-hmm. that, uh, we just decided not to do here. Right. Yes. Right. They tested uh, it for longer than three weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's not long enough, but. It's better than perhaps. Uh, Now, it's interesting that they developed this vaccine. uh, And uh, I guess 
I just think that somebody <laughs> didn't tell them that at this point, not that it was ever needed because we know this audience, you guys know that it was all absurd, but let's just pretend we wanted one and we needed one that Mexico came up with it now is great. But to add insult to injury to Mexico's tardiness on this uh, vaccine, uh, the World Health Organization just just downgraded the COVID <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> oh, no. We did, but, but they just came out with the vaccine. I know. I know. And the World Health Organization <sighs> must hate Mexico because they downgraded the COVID pandemic, say it's no longer an it's emergency. It's no longer an emergency. So what is Mexico going to do with their COVID vaccine now? Nobody has COVID-19. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe they could bottle it for Americans that are stupid enough to drink it. Uh, you know, some kind of New Mexican beer. I, the whole thing is just so Looney Tune that uh, super D is one of those moments where I go, Oh man, I really want to have something pithy and, and important to say about it. But we've been through the absurdity of the COVID jabs for so long. And why didn't they get the memo in Mexico that, you know, just stop the whole thing is ridiculous. Don't do it. Now the question is in Mexico, is there like a, 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 a you know, a drug cartel that's a little bit different in terms of pharma drug cartel as opposed to another form of a drug cartel? You know, they, they, there probably are some, some counterfeit uh, drugs and stuff happening. Um, I would guess it's not something you hear much about really. I mean, the stuff coming over the border is the fentanyl. Yeah. Not fentanyl, be, by the way. It's not fentanyl. It's fentanyl. fentanyl. Yes. Fentanyl, yeah. Fentanyl. Yeah. It's it's unlike that uh, weight loss drug, noacetol. That's a different thing. <laughs> if it really works. But really? No, yeah. It's like Ozempic, but for your butt. Oh, you like, get Ozempic butt? You can't sit yeah. on anything. It's not, there's nothing there. So nice. Mexico bought, oh, here we go. We got a little bit uh, of information backstory here. They started developing the Patria, Patria vaccine in March of 2020, but testing was slow and the country wound up importing 225 million doses, mainly the AstraZeneca and Pfizer and some Chinese vaccines because China is investing in everything central and South America, you know, right. with our, with our debt, Mexico bought 9 million doses of the Cuban made Abdallah vaccine in September of 2022, even though it was designed for Corona variant circulating in 2020 or 2021, not current variants. So there's, it's good to know that Mexico is not alone uh, in the dunderheaded uh, government policies of buying things that are out of date, basically unneeded. Not that they were ever needed, but uh, by the way, you Mexicans have shown up to get the Cuban booster shots. What does that mean? Mexicans hate Cubans now? Everybody hates everybody because, oh, you're not getting the Cuban shot. You no, must like maybe, maybe the Mexicans are, are, uh, are uh, doing some critical thinking too. I mean, let's not just completely write them off. Uh, this Alvarez Buya, Alvarez Buya, Buya, by you. Excited about the fact that they've created their Mexican COVID vaccine, mm -hmm. as this opens the door to recovering vaccine sovereignty. Hmm, that's an interesting term I'd never heard before or thought about. Vaccine sovereignty. Can we make our own? Uh, well, look. Kudos to you if you want that, Mexico. But I, I imagine that most of the Mexican people are like, you know what? We got our we got our spicy sauces, and that's going to work just enough, right? The the super habanero sauces are going to kill anything, including the so-called yeah, uh, you know the the capsaicin is is quite a pretty potent uh, medicine in nature. Yeah, yeah, it is. This opens the door to recovering vaccine sovereignty. Yeah. So they said uh, they three hundred thirty four thousand Mexicans died. Testing was scarce. Not as much uptake in vaccines. 
that would be why they had fewer deaths. And, and even the deaths that they claim were due to COVID, uh, probably more in line with uh, the, the analyses everywhere else that uh, the, the COVID jab victims are the ones that were dying a lot higher numbers of all-cause mortality scenarios like that. So what do you do? Uh, did you ever do a, a Cinco de Mayo celebration of any kind back in the day? Was that a thing for you? Oh, a handful of times, yeah. You know, when I was younger and I was still had the energy to party. <laughs> well, I think, I think if you weren't bathing in margaritas even back no, then. No, no, you know. I mean, with the, tra- you know, nachos and, and margaritas or tequila or, yeah. you know, whatever, just partying and having a good time it, it happened a few times but well way to, way to go know. tedros and the who rain you're on not the- allowed to do that like you used to though because now now people get offended by that stuff but does this like cultural appropriation to drink a margarita well i have culturally appropriated a sombrero on today's overlay i don't oh, yeah, care look at that. i you don't are- care and actually you know what check it out if i go right. to, if i go to the second graphic here yeah look in the upper right hand corner here let's check this out okay what do you got there? Oh, you put a sombrero and a mustache on. There me. you go. That's so funny. Culturally well, appropriate this. We, yeah, I like that statement. <laughs> can, you do a, can you do a t-shirt like that or a hat? Where's Lori <laughs> in the theater? Lori's in the audience. Culturally appropriate this. That's a great t-shirt or hat slogan. Uh, we're living dangerously super deep. You know, it's funny. They've done these man-on-the-street interviews, mm-hmm. and they've discovered that they'll go up to, like, the Mexican people, mm-hmm. and they'll go, uh, these people here are dressed up for Cinco de Mayo wearing a sombrero and a mustache. What do you think about that? And they go, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> then they go to the white people. What do you think? Oh, it's a travesty. Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe that. Oh, I need to go cry now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny. The Mexican people don't care. You know, they think it's funny. Uh, it, it's just the white people that are getting offended. Certain white people. Yeah. Yeah. White, Isn't that interesting? White weenies. Yeah. White white wimpy wonkas snowflakes yeah snowflakes so the who says thousands of people are still dying from this so-called virus every week and millions of others are suffering from this debilitating long-term effects not of the jab but of the manufactured virus or whatever it is and yet they still went and said you know what mexico came out with their jab we better just cancel this now <laughs> I, I think there's some anti-mexican sense uh sensitivity, I'm telling there, you, sensitivity man. there at the who I'm telling is there you, not enough it's just not right. Yeah. Um, all right. So one other thing we should mention here before we uh, before we move on. This yeah. was came up uh, after I had done all the show prep and stuff. But apparently, mm-hmm. Rochelle Walensky is stepping down from the CDC. <laughs> Yay! What is she going to do? Does it say? Because you know, normally when they step down in disgrace, they just say, "I just want to spend more time with my family." That's usually what they say. I didn't see that in this article. No, it was just, uh, I think it was something along the lines of, uh, it's now the right, now is the right time as we turn the page on COVID, I think is what the state, the statement was going to work for AstraZeneca. What is she doing? It wouldn't surprise me. Now, what was she doing? It says here before she, uh, joined the administration, Walensky was the chief of the division of infectious diseases at Massachusetts general hospital. Mm. So that was, I mean, that was a pretty good, um, promotion that she got there head of the yeah. cdc so typically the revolving door does end up at a pharmaceutical company doesn't it yeah or the, the dispensary of some kind like mass general uh where they've never met a drug that they didn't want to overuse and abuse in regards to infectious disease which is not the result of an infectious agent in reality 
It's a result of the corruption of the terrain that manifests, if you will, whether you catch it or not, the overgrowth of something that wouldn't grow when you're healthy. But they wouldn't know about that. In fact, that would eliminate much of big pharma altogether because what big pharma does is create toxicological burdens and nutrient deficiencies resulting in more immune deficiency and destruction, resulting in more what they call infections. So they can trot out some more antibiotics that uh, will only work for a week or two before resistance is in evidence while causing ruptured tendons and kidneys and, and livers, you know, whatever they can do, uh, much less the destruction of the microbiome. Am I being cynical about big pharma? I mean, are you just like over it yet? Anybody? Think about all the things that uh, even in the midst of all the COVID craziness, we still got doctors on the circuit promoting the use of drugs all the time. Still the dominant paradigm. They're still not inviting homeopaths, uh -huh. naturopaths, and herbalists to the discussion table about what went wrong, what we can do to move forward. It's all about, hey, can we get more investment in new drugs and new drug therapies? Have we learned anything, Super Don, as a nation, as a planet, as a people? Not much. Not much. We're very slow to learn, slow to catch on, but you're not so slow because you're here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And we've got great stuff happening two hours a day, six days a week. And I, I love that we get to do this. And, and it's kind of a cathartic experience for me pretty much on a daily basis to unload the burden of watching all these people suffering and dying needlessly because they have been convinced that the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism is a legitimate scientific endeavor and drug therapy to keep you alive rather than profit from poisoning you to a slow and incremental death accelerating degenerative events while claiming to slow them down, but creating 10 other issues that you didn't have before so they can sell you more drugs. And if you can't afford it, that's okay. We've captured your government and they will supply the money via your taxpayer funds squozing out of you or those who are still taxpayers, the rubes that still think that they owe this stuff. For what? To drive it in to, de to declare the only legitimate wealth is created by developing drugs to poison you or vaccines to harm you before you even have an opportunity to live, much less a fulfilled life. Boy, that's a real exciting Cinco All right. Drink. On that note, have another yeah. margarita. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Drink it up. I don't know if there's a drinking <laughs> game on the Robert Scott Bell Show. What was the what was the term I would use to say? Oh, I, I think uh, uh, doing my level best. That was a common thing I said. Every time yes. I said that, you would have to drink. You have to take a shot. That's take right. a shot. But I haven't done that in a while. So uh, Bureaucratic like, oligarchy was the other one. The Hegelian one. dialectic was the right? other one. Yeah. You know, people were really drinking heavily. Hopefully kombucha or mate tea. Uh, or whatever Super Don's drinking, probably Cardio Miracle. There it is. Yeah, look at that. It's beautiful. By the way, um, I, I just want to let you know, Nancy, my wife, we got the new formula in for her because she was one of the rare people out there that is very sensitive uh, to maybe it was the erythritol, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a fraction of a you know the amount that they tested you know to say it's dangerous, but I'm still on the old formula. I haven't switched over because I want my wife to try it. She tried the new formula and she's doing well on it. She actually can tolerate it, and and I'm excited for that because anybody that had trouble with the previous version, it's, it was rare, but it exists. It can do really well with the new version, which is uh, certified organic stevia and monk fruit as a sweetening agent. And it's good uh, stuff. It, and you have it there, Super D. It's really yep. great. And a uh, shout out to John Hewlett and his eldest son who uh, hosted uh, me this morning as I was recording for the next uh, Ty Bollinger uh, and Charlene Bollinger uh, docuseries called Remedy. And that's going to be good. So uh, that's coming up 
in July, if I don't think Ty is going to be able to sleep until July, how, how much work he has to do. But that's the behind the scenes stuff. So let's talk about freedom. Let's talk about freedom in healthcare. And let's talk to our friend, uh, Julie Wentz, who knows it well. There's an upcoming online event you can participate in. Uh, there's Wellness Wednesdays with uh, Wendy, Michelle. We see all these, these things that she has linked up uh, in the show notes as well at freedom-healthcare.us. Julie, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, how are you doing? We're doing okay. I'm, you know, I don't know if cynical is the right word when I have to cover every day these more drugs, more vaccines, like we didn't learn anything the last three years. And like nothing's changed except Walensky's retiring, probably to go back to Mass General to poison more children. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's intense. I don't I, you know, I, I, I think some of the people are still thinking now it's just OK. It's starting to go away. And it, it, if they haven't looked at the last three years of what's happened and what keeps coming, I'm not sure they're going to see anything into the future. It's it's intense. But yeah, apparently Walensky is just, you know, done her little job and moving on to, like you guys said, probably a pharma position, which is usually the next thing they go to. A revolving door. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you, you know it so well, but if anybody hadn't seen you on this show or encountered you in other uh, uh, venues, uh, maybe you should do a quick revisit on your backstory to catch people up to speed. And then we'll go into what's what's upcoming. I will do that. So um, my name is Julie Wentz and I'm the founder and trustee of Freedom Healthcare. Um, a lot of the backstory basically for the first two years from 2020 on was uh, waking up to what was going on, understanding that what we were seeing and experiencing really wasn't real, that it just seemed so fear driven and uh, government run that it just didn't seem right. So doing a lot of freedom fighting in Arizona, uh, co-founded Arizona Stands Up. We were working with the other stand-up groups across the country, like New Mexico Stands Up and Ohio Stands Up, and even had gotten acquainted with Tennessee Stands Here, which is still going strong. Um, so really working to help people uh, fight against the state of emergency. We were trying to find attorneys that would help us you know, fight, go against uh, Governor Ducey and what was happening learned a lot along the way that virtually every level, whether it's legal, judicial, government, healthcare education is corrupt. I mean, it's just corrupt across the board. I, you know, sometimes I think I'd like to be <clears throat> like that guy in the matrix and take the blue pill again to go back inside after what we've learned. Mm. But once you're awake, you just can't unsee and unexperience what's happened. So um, it's been a constant move forward. And where Freedom Healthcare came into being is we were helping the medical professionals in Arizona once they started pushing this experimental gene therapy, realize what they were doing. And it's like they were going after, and this was across the country around the world, but in Arizona, it was the, you know, the fire department, the um the police department, all the medical professionals and the big healthcare systems, and they were forcing them to take this experimental gene therapy. So we created a document process to help them hold their ground with the religious exemption. And we had a, a notice that the CEOs and the HRs were presented with uh, informed consent papers, papers that had to be signed for the employees. And of course, obviously nobody signed them. Phase two was an affidavit and phase three was a cease and desist. Now, I never liked politics, didn't like history in school, didn't have a law background. 
And it literally was this, you know, just keep running with everything that God was teaching and laying out in front of us to try and get ahead and help people. So the document process was 99.9% effective because all of the employees that use that document process held their ground, didn't have to take the shots. The other ones that didn't use it, either their religious exemptions were denied or they were forced to take the shot or they quit. And um, ours held their ground, plus three of the four Dignity uh, CEOs that were served retired after receiving those cease and desist. So we knew it made a difference but it still wasn't stopping what was going on. I just felt like we were all, you know, like everybody else around the world, we're a bunch of little chickens with our heads cut off, running around trying to figure out where's the next fire to put out, mm. who do we help next, everything. And when this was all going on with the medical professionals and I realized what they were doing and I realized what was coming, mm. God's been very gracious with a lot of uh, visions and wisdom and discernment with things that have been happening and that are still coming. Um, realized it wasn't going to stop. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends and, and she's like, we need to start a new healthcare system. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's like way too big of a thought. I don't have a medical background. That's insane. You know, the existing six systems been going for, you know, 180 years. We can't do something like that. And she just said, you know, how do you know that God doesn't have you right here right now for something like this? So I, Prayed about it for a couple of weeks going, okay, I, I can be the hands and feet. I'm an organizer. I can put things together. I have a business background, mm -hmm. but Lord, you got to bring the people like you've got to bring the people because we can't do this without all of the pieces getting put into this puzzle that he's putting together to make this happen. And over this last year and a few months with the exception of maybe <laughs> two weeks of time, he's literally brought one or more people in front of me um, that have a piece of this puzzle, which is just amazing because all of this has been put being put together behind the scenes to be ready. And there's a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of things that have been started this last year, year and a half as, as people realize we have to shift out whether, whether it's a judicial system, the government completely corrupt. I think it should be abolished. It's over with. Mm. We've got the education system, what they're doing to the kids. I mean, nothing at this point is fixable, including healthcare, because the doctors have been trained and brainwashed in the Rockefeller Rothschild system since, you know, the 1890s. And they're not focusing anywhere on health. We, we're existing in a sick system. We're not even existing in a healthy system because we have this, I tell people we have this in, you know, this evil symbiotic relationship between big food and big pharma. Yeah. So big food, it shifted when they, you know, they changed the food pyramid in the 60s. They took out the fat. They added sugar into everything. You look at any label, it's got sugar in it. So sugar creates inflammation. Inflammation creates disease. And there you go. Big pharma steps in and gives you a drug. Yeah. Nowhere in there are we talking about health. Exactly. And, 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 and doctors don't even get nutrition in school anymore. So this we this is so upside down to what God gave us with our God-given immune system. Everything in nature is there that we need. Everything to be healthy is available, but that doesn't make big pharma and the big businesses or the global cabal money. Yeah. We're just, we're petri dishes of, of money for them. 
Julie, you're you know you're nailing it. I don't have any much to add other than to go, yeah. What can we do to help? Uh, the reality is we are stuck, and I and I don't mean to stuck stick people in the stuckness, but just in a general statement, uh, we're stuck in a pattern of behavior that is not of our own necessarily making, other than I would say of our own co-creation because we participate in it. Mm-hmm. And so much of what you're saying, I believe, is just the the real powerful way to make the change, not by going into the system and nibbling around the edges, tap dancing mm-hmm. around it, but to go and recognize, first and foremost, it is corrupt to the core. And I'm not saying about the principles, the foundational principles that the United States of America was founded on. Those principles are sound. Freedom, right? Limited government. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about living according to those principles, not waiting for permission, not waiting for the medical monopoly to go, oh, we're sorry, we screwed up. We we're doing the wrong thing. We adopted the wrong thing. We're going to let everybody in. And don't expect that because the system is set up to perpetually enslave us to the idea that we are deficient in poison and toxic poison made by man, not by God. And that the only way to get well is to poison you some more. It's absurd. Now I want to bring this up relating to the transitional phases, which I could argue there's good signs there that a lot of physicians have gone what we call integrative. They're they're utilizing maybe fewer drugs and they're trying to bring in some nutrition. And in part of me says, okay, philosophically, they're meeting people sort of halfway, trying to get them a bridge out and they're serving a purpose, they're serving a purpose. So I'm not disputing that, but I'm, kind of hardcore like you and like, whoa, I'm not wanting to participate in that. I'm not going to, let's say, um, what would the word be? I'm not going to condemn anybody who's using that system. I will just say that our semi half attempts there are still captured. They're still trapping us back Mm -hmm. into that drug, everything that moves paradigm, maybe a little fewer, fewer drugs, maybe a little less toxic, not as much, but they're still at the core incorrect because outside of acute trauma interventions, like Mm -hmm. life-saving interventions for a a soldier that's been shot on the battlefield or half blown up or someone that gets hit by a truck or a bus or a heart attack or something. It's just out of the blue trauma. Correct. Yes. And a heart attack, of course, we could argue, I would argue, is induced by a lot of what modern medicine does or doesn't do. So that is, yes, I agree. That's an acute trauma internally, but it's brought about not because a bus hit you, although that's the proverbial event, but that we didn't know that we were walking down these dangerous streets of poison that led to that. And that's where I would distinguish the heart attack event. But I recognize too that yes, allopathic medicine can intervene and do extraordinary things to save you in that event, but they helped contribute to it. Yep. Right. And so right. if you're dealing with inflammation and they come in with methylprednisone to save your life because you're, you're dying from systemic, uh, you know, out of control cytokine storms. I get that modern medicine should be, yeah, yeah. You saved somebody's life. You've also destroyed their immune system and their right. liver. And you're not going to do anything to repair and rebuild that liver because all you got are toxic poisons. Right. Uh, So, yes, they can intervene in acute scenarios, even acute within a chronic. Like they can uh, patch you up to life support where you're dying of devastating cancer, degenerative diseases. Right. They contributed to all of that that manifested to then put you on those things and bankrupt your family 
Exactly. And they won't acknowledge that the things we talk about in terms of real prevention don't involve drugs or vaccines either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Because all of the things that we're looking at, whether it's diabetes, whether it's heart conditions, it, everything that's happened has become a part of what we've eaten, our environment, mm -hmm. what's been given to us, the drugs. You know, none of the doctors, the allopathic doctors look at what's actually wrong. Oh, you have this, here's this drug. Oh, and you might get side effects. So here's this other drug that goes with that. Yeah. No, let's look at the foundational issues. What's actually going on in your body that needs to be addressed so that we can step out and away from what's actually happening. Let's look at, you know, your immediate surroundings and what are you eating? How are you eating? And looking at all of the pieces from a holistic perspective of a word meaning whole, let's look at you as a whole person, not just look at one thing that you have wrong and we're going to give you a drug. Mm -hmm. But but all of us, you know, I woke up in 2020. I didn't I didn't know about all this. I had given my daughters shots when they were little. They were part. They got vaccines. I didn't know any better. We were told to believe the doctors. We were told that doctors know everything. And and we this brainwashing has been going on for decades and decades that we didn't know any better. And I always kind of thought about why did they. Why do they call doctors where they're actually practicing or they have a practice? I thought, and I kept in the back of my head thinking, did they just never get it right that they're practicing? You know, they just, they never quite got it right. Well, they haven't. No. Because they've been trained through the system to do exactly what the Rockefeller and Rothschild started with in the education system going, all right, the Flexner report in 1910 removed everything holistic that was before that. There was none of this stuff in the late 1800s and everybody was fine. So everything was solistic, nature-based, but it didn't make the guy's money. It didn't make the no, global there wasn't money. monopoly on it, even everything. though they attempted to it. Remember the history, 1844, the American Institute of Homeopathy founded, uh, of course, born out of the late 19, well, late 18th century, 1790s, early 1800s, when Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, a physician of his day, said, the medicine that we're using is it more dangerous than than the ailments we're trying to treat. So they were killing their patients with, right. with medicines back then. And that hasn't changed, except it's gotten more technological and has better PR and, and all of that. And then and, in and 1847, Julie, you know this, the American Medical Association was founded three years after AIH. And why? Because it wanted to wipe out its competition, homeopathy. And, yep. and that's the Flexner Report of 1910, institutionalizing yep. it into medical curricula, only legitimizing and sanctioning and accrediting medical schools that taught patent medicine, Rockefeller, right. Carnegie, Monopoly medicine. And here yep. we are 100 plus years after that. And, and still they're going to go, well, we're still going to go to the doctors to solve the problems that they created. We're not inviting homeopaths, for sure not them, uh, naturopaths, unless they're unless they're you know, if we can corrupt them, right? they have the accredited naturopathic schools in America are teaching uh, naturopaths that you can vaccinate. You can well, get out. And the schools were actually doing it. I reached out to the one in, in Arizona thinking, oh, we could create a feeder school. And they made their students take the vaccine. I'm like, what in the world are you doing? You're supposed why, to be in a naturopathic school. What the heck? That's why schools like Trinity School of Natural Health are uh, flourishing now, because even the doctors are going, I can't do more of this. The nurses, I can't do more. Of that. I got to go over to Trinity and learn body, mind, spirit. And others yeah. are, are innovating back to the natural world. 
God yeah. created this place. There are rules there are in place for it. It doesn't mean I would ban, nor you, Julie, would ban all allopathic medicine. There's a place Correct. for that too. Yeah. It just belongs in the corner with a dunce cap for most. Right. Yeah. And 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 we've learned too. I mean, if if people don't see at this point what happened the last three years, and what government and the the healthcare systems have done to people, if they can't see that. Then, then they may never come out of it. But the people that have seen it, and, and it was very clear in the in you know 2020, there was a real division, including you know families and friends, and I lost half, half my family of who sees and who doesn't. It was a very black and white division of people that saw what was going on and those that didn't. And then over this last two years, or 2021, 22, it started getting more gray in the center where people started going oh, uh-oh, like there's something going on here. And that gray space has widened to people waking up and also going, all right, I don't want to be a part of this, but I don't know what to do. Like, how do we get out of this? We've all been brainwashed for, you know, almost 200 years. How do we get out of it? And this is where this idea came from. And I love where you said a minute ago, bodies body mind spirit because mm -hmm. when i was working on all this and this is this is god's vision this is god directed this is him throwing me in a place that i knew nothing about and got you know getting directed this way but when all of the collateral and all the information was getting put together i had gone to that place of body mind spirit natural holistic nature-based you know the place where we should be and god literally goes uh that's backwards mm -hmm. and i had to sit there and go what like what are you talking about it's backwards and then it was just like the aha moment it's spirit mind body mm -hmm. if people don't understand because everything's upside down and it needs to be turned right side up if people don't understand that 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 connection with their creator that spiritual connection starts the healing because we are made perfect we came here and we're made perfect that relationship starts that healing process which mm. affects our mind and our soul and affects our body yeah our entire system has been based on body mind spirit they're not even addressing the spirit body drug body yeah. drug even in the natural pathic oh, mind and emotion drug just body mind and emotion drug in fact we need exactly. a vaccine that eliminates your spiritual reality your inclination yes yeah oh yeah yeah Talk yeah. about materialistic reductionist and yeah. uh, Luciferian. Yeah. Uh, Julie, how, how the heck? I mean, I think about this and kudos to you waking up, in, as they say, in 2020. Uh, I've been at this for almost 30 years uh, on the air for 24 since 1999, trying to, hello, anybody home? <laughs> and then suddenly COVID comes on and does the best favor to us all uh, to wake, the, you know, the, those are capable of being waking in and in, in not a, a woke sense because that concept of, of being woke is completely manipulated awake right but in that sense what you're you're saying you you've done a crash course in a short period of time to be a solidly foundationed in the things i've been talking about for so many years how do you ex explain the acceleration in your health and in life and mind and body and spirit personally and then maybe the broader perspective of how people are accelerating on this track like never before yeah, I, I my acceleration is completely God driven because I didn't like history. I didn't like politics. I didn't engage in that system. Mm -hmm. I don't have a medical background. All the things that I learned the last three years were not anything I would have done on my own. This was all everything that I got thrown into 
was nothing I would have done on my own. So this complete process has been like, God's like, you're going to learn this. You're going to learn this. You're going here. You're doing this. So, you know, at the point of finally just going, I'm just going to be obedient to what I'm being asked to do to help people. Then that's all I've got 24 hours at a time. We're going to do this one day at a time and do what it takes to move everything forward. And I think <laughs> whether you want to say a collective consciousness or it's a God conscious, people are waking up to understanding mm -hmm. that, that things in all areas have to shift education, food, you know, tr transportation, uh, the financial piece, we have to have a new legal system and judicial system. I think this, this speeding up is because of what's happened. So even though it was such an ugly, evil three years, it probably was a blessing for us to see what we, what's been done to us that we've allowed, what we've been living in for so long. Mm -hmm. And for us to go, um, I'm sorry, I'm not playing the game anymore. This is my life. I have bodily autonomy. I have a right to be here. I have God-given inalienable rights. I live in a constitutional republic, and I'm not going to take this garbage anymore. So what do I have to do to help people, and what do we all have to do together to help each other? Mm -hmm. Julie, how come you're not waiting for permission from the government to do this? Uh, because they don't own me, and I'm not playing their games anymore because, because they're all liars and they're corrupt. You know, I just, it, they're all part of this giant game. I, I was telling people like six months ago, I said, it feels like the Truman Show. It literally feels like we're inside the Truman Show. There's some, we're just watching this really weird show. There's this yeah. game going on that I can't put my finger on, but I'm like, I, I'm not playing your guys' game anymore. Yeah, what if we, you stop playing the game yeah. instead of waiting for permission to be free? You yeah. stop being free. And, and we're born free. We are born free people. People have to understand this. That, But, you know, again, giving grace to people that have been brainwashed or watching TV all these years. I mean, I turned I turned off the TV three years ago. I used to have cable and stuff. I'll watch movies once in a while. But you know what? I think about those first commercials that came out when the pandemic hit. And it was right in the beginning of March 2020. And I remember that one channel and it just went pandemic across the news screen. And it was so big and so loud. I thought, wow, they're trying to scare the heck out of people. What what's going on? And then turning it off because I'm like, I, I don't want to be brainwashed. It was called the boob tube for a reason all these years. People have been brainwashed and they got even more brainwashed being isolated during the pandemic with all of their information coming from the mockingbird media coming down through the system, being told what what the powers that be wanted them to hear. People were fearful. They were scared. They were isolated. People died alone. It, it was such an evil time. But if they can't see what's happened to them and open their eyes and open their ears and just wake up, not woke, but awaken to their rights that they have originally as a person. Yeah. It's like this is the shift. This is literally where we have to shift out uh, of the matrix. And, and, and when I was looking for the verses for Freedom Healthcare that was going to be at the head of this because it was God's baby. And I kept coming back to and landed on Exodus 15, 26, where Exodus is, we are exiting the system. But 15, 26 is, I am the Lord that heals you. And until people understand where true healing comes from and what they have every right to engage in and have in their body mm -hmm. at all times, 
that's where we have to get people back to their God-given rights of being a healthy and free individual. And, and that's where this comes into play. And this is where, you know, started with one little word of a DPC clinic to God going, no, you're going to, there's okay. these four phases. Here's telehealth. Here's DPC clinics, urgent care fusions. Here's micro hospitals. Here's education centers. We're all in the private we're a, a nonprofit ministry, so we run on donations, which is the biggest help people can give us. Mm -hmm. But we're back in the private, meaning we are, we're stepping out of government touch and the public. We're going into the private as private members. We mm -hmm. are a family that takes care of each other. Getting out of the public health sector and its control mechanisms is yeah. very vitally important. And yeah. they're never going to give you permission to do it, so don't wait. No. And that's not going to – well – here you are doing extraordinary things and, and I applaud you for it. Once again, I want to bring everybody's at attention to the documentary that I uh, participated in called Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, because it goes into a lot of what Julie's actually doing in terms of corrective action, recognizing the inherent conflicts of interest within the system between medicine and media, medicine and state, medicine and religion even. It's amazing how far we've, we've tracked away from the spirit of healing. As I've said many times, my role as a, a quote unquote healer, doctor, teacher, whatever you want to call it, is to not find the right remedy for you, but to connect you to the source of all healing. And that is your divinity. And that was kind of, I think the, the Exodus verse, the Bible verse as well that you referenced yeah. beautifully, beautifully done. And now what can they do? We want to invite them to participate in this international healthcare yes. virtual conference. So can this, and, yeah, and this is and this is a big deal because over the last couple of years we've we've seen and still see a lot of talking heads talking about what's happened. And I'm I'm just at that place going, all right, we can't talk about what's happened anymore. We have to have solutions. When we're driving a car, we have a little tiny rear view mirror, but we have a big windshield in front of us. We're not looking back anymore. We know what's happened, we know the issues. We have to have solutions. So we have a, a virtual international healthcare conference coming up June 9th and 10th. We have doctors, presenters, um, all sorts of folks presenting from around the world. We have 15 different presenters and I'll, I'll tell you who they are. But this is so cool because the, the theme of the conference is spirit, mind, body, healing and food as a prescription. So day one is spirit and mind focused and day two is body focused. So healing strategies that all of these people have in the genre of spirit and mind, emotional, and then the body, whether it's healing cancer, uh, thyroid, fibromyalgia, there's all of these people that have this information. And before I forget, if people go get their tickets now, they have five more days of a half off special. If they put in the code earlybird50, they'll get half off the tickets for the next five days. So they need to go get their tickets on the website. We'll talk about the website. Do we, do we have a link to that to show everybody the notes if anybody wants to participate? I the, see the, link, the link is at the it top of the, the website. It is in the show notes, yes. It's in Thank the show you. notes. Okay, so. And when, yeah, when they go to um, freedom-healthcare.us, mm -hmm. freedom-healthcare.us, up at the top, there's a little button. It takes you right to the page for uh, the conference and they can... Uh, learn about the speakers, see their bios, see what they're speaking about, and then um, get the tickets and they get half off for the next five days. So um, like day one, just some of the presenters, we have Dr. Henry Ely is going to be presenting, Dr. Robert Young, uh, Avery, Dr. Avery Jackson. We have Pastor Adrian Shales is going to be presenting. Um, Leslie Manukian is going to be talking about homeopathy and emotional healing. 
uh, Cindy Renard, and then Jasmine Bertles, who's from the UK. And then day two, we have Dr. Mark Circus on cancer. We have Dr. Sarah Myhill from the UK. We've got Professor Colin Campbell. We've got Esh Warren on there. Um, he's going to be talking about uh, fibromyalgia. Uh, Dr. Thomas Lewis has an amazing process that we actually use with for our members to start with in Freedom Healthcare, looking at where they sit on the health disease continuum. And it's a, 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 a 125 question risk assessment and a 55 biomarker blood test. And you literally looking at the foundational start of what's going on in your body. This is huge because doctors don't do this. Um, we have Dr. Uh, Patty Barubi. She's actually a periodontist, but she comes at it from a functional perspective. And we also have um, Sally Fallon-Morell. She is from Weston Price. She's actually going to take us out of day one and go into day two because she has a really meaty um, presentation on all of the traditional diets. She's got a ton of information. And then attorney Anna Garner is going to be talking about where Freedom Healthcare is going, why we are a private ministry, why we've chosen the private membership, and the things that we are doing to help people also um, uh, start supportive clinics coming under Freedom Healthcare as an umbrella. Um, we're still looking, we're still accepting uh, sponsors for our international healthcare conference. So if someone want a business, like-minded business wants to become a sponsor, they can go to our website and, and put it in the contact us, say, hey, give us more information on becoming a sponsor. Um, we're also promoting uh, like-minded doctors that want to stay maybe an LLC or a, a sole proprietorship, but they're like-minded. We're starting to put them up on the website so people can find them. So there's a lot, a lot of different pieces, not only with um, what we're doing is we grow Freedom Healthcare, but we have Pure Blood Ministry. That's a whole nother conversation we need to talk about sometime of what's happening and what our goals are with it and around it and for it with mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, there's a ton of member benefits that they get when they come on as a pre-core uh, primary level member. And all of these things, the donations that folks uh, send us, um, these are all things that are going to be working towards launching all these phases. And then the phases become self-sufficient. Even the education system, that idea actually came from during that time that people were getting forced to take the kill shot in Arizona, I got contacted by a lot of nurses, email, phone calls, student nurses saying, what do we do? We we have to finish our clinicals for school. We have to take the shot. We don't want to take the shot. I didn't know what to tell them because I didn't understand the, the school clinical process. And I said, have you talked to your deans? Can you do your clinical somewhere else? I don't know how this works. And I thought we lost not only so many good nurses that left, yeah. During COVID, we lost so many good student nurses that care about people and wanted to help people. I thought we're going to need new nursing schools. We're going to need new doctor schools. We're going to need everything. We literally have to step up and rise up this parallel system that runs alongside as this other six system starts crumbling and imploding yeah. as it's starting. You're growing participation, consent, etc. You shouldn't have to exempt yourself from it. It should be an opt-in. And yeah. that's reverse because they assume we're slaved and we're we're slaves and we're owned by them. It's that's all upside here. down. I'd yeah. say not not now, not not ever, not here. 
Yeah. Uh, Julie Wentz, you were rocking it, my friend. I'm so impressed. I'm just, I need a nap now uh, from all that you've told me. I'm like, unbelievable what you're doing. I, I love you and appreciate you so much. I hope everybody participates in the event coming up. We have it linked up in the show notes today on the 5th of May, Cinco de Mayo. And uh, yep, the conference is June 9th and 10th. Yep. Get your tickets now while they're still half off. Share it with everybody. Let them know this is, you know, once in a lifetime people from all around the world coming with solutions mm -hmm. to healing. Right. And, and you'll know you'll need them with this next story. Thank you, Julie, for being on board. Big hugs. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me. Yay. Well, you made it get so easy. Julie's amazing. She just brings it. I just all I have to do is get out of the way. And she left us in the dust. No, she didn't. She invited us all to participate in these newer systems that might be rooted in older traditions. And those things are good and worthwhile, just like the foundations of this country that I'm, um, let's say, uh, broadcasting from. The origins are are sound and solid. The principles are great. It's that we stray from them, much like our acknowledgement of our own divinity or disavowing our own divinity. It's a choice we are given, a freedom that we have, the agency to choose. And, uh, you know, that is something that uh, I will not uh, 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 curse, if you will. Oh, man, the choices we have to make. <gasps> I don't want those choices. I know there are people out there that don't want them. They want to be told what to do. They want to be slaves. That's just not you and me right here in this audience in this participation uh you won't you don't get a participation trophy by the way but you can get a lot of fun stuff if you become patron supporters of the robert Scatbell show we give a lot of cool things that are way better than participation trophies things that can bring that power to heal back to you great gifts from our sponsors so check them out at robertscatbell.com click on the banner say thank you uh like bobbery at uh, folium px the folium products the super duper chernobyl level antioxidant that is uh, sweeping the planet for the better. For those of you who are plugged into that, and miracles are occurring there as well. Foliumpx.com, RSB10 to get a discount. And uh, mom's back to dancing again. And if Tia Severino, if you're listening, you said you got to reach out to mom and go out dancing again. So uh, get mom out there on the dance floor again. She loves to do that. And uh, we'll continue dancing as long as we can here in the spirit uh, of life and the gratitude that we have for life here. Now, if we want to go backwards, and not learn anything, then, you know, join the folks that go to these uh, uh, COVID-19 conferences like the CDC sponsors. They had recently uh, 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 another annual, uh, uh, what we call this, Roundup, Rodeo, whatever it is, 35 people at this event, funny enough. R remember, this is an event sponsored by the CDC talking about COVID-19. And <laughs> they go there and all get sick. With COVID, <laughs> it's just, you can't make this stuff up. 35 people tested positive for COVID, although many wore masks. Oh, they wore masks and it didn't work, did it? Huh? The masks. Disease detectives. Disease detectives, my aspirin. These people are diseases themselves. So the, so the disease detectives show up because they want to try and follow the clues, right? Follow we're going to find those diseases. Apparently, the disease found them. Found them. They're really good at what they do. And they're, they're wearing face diapers and getting themselves sicker. These are the people that want to maintain their elite status in ruling over you. They want to determine who you get to listen to who you get to see and hear from based on the various medical degrees and or uh, vaulted and exalted status within the mainstream legacy pharmaceutically conflicted media. And this was the annual epidemic intelligence service conference. Sounds like medical intelligence. 
military intelligence, oxymoronic, epidemic intelligence services known as the disease detectives. They end up going there and getting sick. What morons? What medical morons are we listening uh, to? That's funny. Yeah. Today, ironic. we are aware of who has tested positive has been isolated at home. Numb nuts, morons still believe in isolation for a disease there is no legitimate test for. You can't make this stuff up. It's so disappointing. But then again, that's why we have people like Julie Wentz on and we talk about the, uh, the parallel tracks, the other tracks that you can go down and don't wait for them to invite you to the table because if they do, you've probably been corrupted already. And I, and I say that with good experience uh, as far as the historical reality of what I'm talking about here, Super D. Back in the day in the 1990s, you know, there was a lot of push. Uh, they established at the NIH an Office of Alternative Medicine, eventually became the National Center for Complementary and uh, da, 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 Medicine, NCCAM or something. And, and my mentor in homeopathy was invited to be a reviewer for uh, different studies that were being uh, proposed that the NIH grants would, would fund back when Fauci was still there. And sure enough, it got corrupted. The good people that were in there were chewed up and spit out. If they were willing to be corrupted, they're still there. But most of them went, no, we went in this for the right reasons. We want to see good research done to prove what we've been saying and doing in natural medicine. And they threw a bone to some Congress critters and senators who wanted the stuff studied. And they couldn't resist it totally. It would be absurd and ridiculous because more money was being spent out of pocket on natural and integrative methods of, of healing and prevention than all the insurance combined was covering. So Super D, they went in, they established it. I was right there witnessing it. I met people like Wayne Jonas, who was there, good people trying to do good work. And then just as everything that the government and the, and the, the uh, bureaucratic oligarchy touches, it was corrupted by that which has purchased and captured it. And is it's still around, that agency? NCCAM, I think it is. Yeah. I don't think it's functioning at all, but it, it didn't last very long. A few years, and that was done. It was done for. It was so captured at that point. Go figure. So if you want to say, hey, if, if only the federal government would blah, 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 fill in the blanks. No, if only the federal government would stop all of that. And if we put, you know, at least a little bit of help, Jonathan Emord in the United States Senate, we could see some proposals and some consciousness shifts based on his influence there. That would be great. Uh, governors like potentially a governor, uh, John Witcher of Mississippi could have an impact. Uh, Bobby Kennedy who's doing some good things. Look, I'm not delusional about some of the things that uh, he might believe in, but at the same time, I think it's going to be great, a, a great disruption and a shift in consciousness. Of course, with the Hegelian dialectic, they find a way to manipulate reality so that we're still enslaved because we believe, okay, now if Bobby Kennedy becomes president, we'll all be free. No, if Ron Paul became president, we wouldn't all suddenly be free. You're only free when you start acting like a free man, woman, child, you know what I'm saying? If, if, yeah. if he became president, then the real work would begin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be a, avoiding bullets for Bobby yeah. Kennedy. Well, and his family. Yeah. I mean, it just, and it's like we've talked before when, when, when Ron Paul was running, mm -hmm. you, you know, what he was saying was right. It was a hundred percent accurate, hundred percent true. And that was fun to hear, yeah. especially on that stage. But when you think about what it was that he was proposing, mm -hmm. he was literally proposing things that would just completely dismantle the, 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 the government and the system altogether. Yeah. Abolish this, abolish that, abolish this. And it's like, 
you know, those those different agencies of the government have been so what would you say? Like just ingrained. I mean, it's 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 not something you just go and just surgically remove. Well, people because, can, can hardly conceive of reality without them. Yeah. I mean, the whole fabric of people the become dependent on them. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole reason. Yeah. That they came up with with a number of these agencies, you know, they stuck them in there and, and put them out there as like, oh, look, here you can get this great benefit, this great stuff, Sucker. you know. And over generations, it came, it went mm-hmm. from being a benefit that you could take advantage of mm-hmm. to just a expected yeah. right, right? You I, know, I think I need a margarita. I don't drink, but I think I need one just to I think I, well, just to chill out, man, dude. I'm intense today. I feel it. I'm like. And, and yeah. you know, in the next hour, we're going to cover a story about the medical morons and the pharmaceutical fraudsters colluding at FDA to approve another vaccine that is not needed for a disease that isn't even what they say it is. And I'm going to reveal it. All right. So I, while we take this break, why don't you go get a shot t- of uh, tequila, and we'll 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 come back and see how you're doing. I'm going to get some of the CBD from uh, Nutritional Frontiers and chill out on that. How about that? Oh. No tequila for you. You know what I think I should do is no, I'm fasting today. So I won't. Oh, it's Friday. That's right. I won't won't do a gummy, but I love those gummies are organic, but I could take the, uh, the CBD, uh, tincture that wouldn't violate the fast. And I started on cardio miracle. So I'm going to do that. Come right back with more powerful healing here on the Robert Scott Bell show. Please share the show. And yeah, tell me to lighten up if you want me to. Oh, Susie says monkey 47. That's a good medicine. We'll talk about that after the break, too. <laughs> monkey 47. Okay. Yeah, this out. No, and it's I got to hear about this. Not Mary's monkey or anything weird like that. I Look, thought that was a brand of tequila. You're getting close. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to take a pause here. Top of the hour education opportunity for you. Pay attention. Come on over to robertscatbell.com. Click on the links. Empower yourself. Empower others. Share the show because the power then is yours to heal. That's a Yoda version. Really? You, you, you had to do that? Why do I bother sharing these special moments between me and Super Tequila. There you go. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. Like I said, anytime I'm feeling a little bit full of myself, you just show me that. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Maybe I think. Yes. Well, I'm chilled out now. I I just had uh, some uh, C- CBDNF.com. You can go get this certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products. My favorite is the mint one. I always like mint. But uh, this is great stuff. Now, I maybe I shouldn't have taken it because my wife and and you, Super Don, both think that the show is better when I have an edge to me. When I'm too chill and relaxed, not so good. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, usually. I just, I just but, felt like it was a very intense hour. There's but- a difference between you having an edge and you being so frustrated that you're having trouble getting words out. Getting, yeah, like I want to cuss, and I don't want to yeah. cuss. It's a family friendly show, you know. 
Try well, to- that would be a good show too, actually. But you want to do the? That's the, just my opinion. A late night RSB show, or we keeping it real, you know. Yeah. Some, <sighs> sometimes those words are appropriate. No, it's true. No, you we, know, they just are. And but, uh, and we now, I don't freak out. Not that I ever did, but sort of. Well, when we were on uh, radio uh, officially, then of course it's an FCC thing. Um, that if you cuss on the air, it's trouble, right? Uh, Thousands of dollars, you know, potentially. We don't have that problem. But at the same time, we don't gratuitously use the language. And there are people that are guests on it that we let them know it's a family show, but occasionally let some things fly and we just roll with it and keep on going. Because kids, you got to understand this is part of life too. And mom and dad can explain it to you. So that's it. Oh, <laughs> look at Susie. Keeping it real, Right. With RSB and Super Don, late night edition. That's what we want. It could happen. I'm too tired to do a late night I know. Show. <laughs> well, a lot of those late night shows are probably not live. They're recorded during the day and then they air live. Some later. of them. Yeah, some yeah. of them are. Uh, Michael Bolden in the audience. Shout out to Bolden in the 10th Amendment Center. I think he's scheduled to join us next week. Did we talk about the, the need once again? Because it's a, is it next week or the week after? I can't remember that I have to fly. I don't think I have to fly anywhere to, uh, re, pretty soon, but maybe few weeks down the road looking at the count well let's see next weekend would be bolden but i think you were saying yeah. something about needing to no we're good on next week i don't are think you good on next week okay no then, then, you, then you go out of town the next weekend the following weekend and then bolden's scheduled for that we we just love having the 10th amendment center uh, uh kind of visits with michael bolden although they're not purely tac related because super don won't let bolden do that but their conversation oh, stop it. are quite organic and wonderful. You know what? My my theory, I think, uh, panned out because yeah. if you've noticed, we have changed it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, when Bolden's on. It's it's more conversational rather than yeah, you know, like a it. seminar. I think he's been great. Yeah, yeah. There so, are other there are other dimensions to Michael Bolden other than the Tenth Amendment Center, which I think is fun to explore once in a while. Oh yeah, you don't. There's more of Michael Bolden than you realize, and and not because he eats wonderful food and shares it with us, but uh, it's, it's amazing. So oh this this Sunday, you know we've shifted uh, our Sunday broadcast to be a little bit more spiritual focused. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm ever not spiritually focused. I am, even though it comes out in ways that you might not expect but a more overt discussion of people's beliefs, you know, whether they be considered religious or not, it's not too concerning to me, but I wanted to get last week, doc harmony from harmony cone, the year candles and such. She's a great friend for many years, featured her interview uh, in unlock the power to heal of only PhD in the world with ear candles. And uh, I wanted to get her on last week. We ended up having Lee Allen Baker, which was great. What a great conversation with Lee Allen, uh, but she has got a lot related to relationships. The idea of how little knowledge we are preparing children to grow up into understanding adult relationships and maybe finding a mate for life if possible, but what, what it takes to make it work. And she's got some insight and done a lot of research on this. And I, I think that'll be a great topic because for many of you recognize that a, a, a lifelong relationship, like maybe a marriage of some kind, involves a spiritual focus as well. And in fact, maybe the foundation for that. But how does that play out? How does that work? You know, what is the female role? What is the male role? And this is going to upset all of those that think there are no such thing as genders. Uh, but I, I'm fascinated by what I've been chatting with her and her husband, Kevin, about uh, for a while. And I think this will be a good discussion point. If I can make that timing work, I'm going to try and do that for Sunday. Just a heads up for we do new broadcasts, new topics uh, every Sunday now uh, for the Robert Scott Bell Show. 
So that's cool. Now, I know we've got some other stories I want to cover this hour. Uh, one quick thing, remember the RSB 15 code for Nutritional Frontiers when you go there at cbdnf.com or uh, nutritionalfrontiers.com. And of course, I've been doing the uh, Enter DMG every day. That's been our now add-on go-to uh, to counteract a lot of exposures we, we can't account for like glyphosate. Uh, so Enter DMG. Also, now we have the uh, um, alternative to glyphosate. No more Roundup needed. Not that you guys were using it, but if you want to replace it for people that didn't know they have an option. Weed control. Weeds yeah. happen. They do. Yeah. And so, do. yeah, if you want a non-toxic option, uh, was Contact Organics, I think we gave an RSB to get the free. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll get a banner up on the website. I got to work cool. on that. Yeah, that's important. I want to see that as a, another thing made available regularly here. Uh, on the Robert Scott Bell Show to make correction, environmental correction, especially as you're going out and the things are growing. Our lawns covered what, what that which is not crop area to grow plants for eating. Uh, our lawn is covered in dandelions, and I love it. I'm like, the neighbors are looking at it going, shouldn't you take care of those? It's like, yeah, you should be eating and drinking it. <laughs> you're correct. a dandelion farmer. Yeah. In yes. fact, my honey uh, put the dandelion seeds, you know, that blow everywhere into one of the bins in the, oh, the in fairies, the, the fairies. Yeah. The dandelion yeah. fairies to put in purposefully in to grow in one of the greenhouses. So we can actually harvest uh dandelion to make into tea and herbs and tinctures and things like that. Huh. Every part of the dandelion is amazing as, as food as medicine, uh, liver, kidney, and more. And, and right. for those of you who are concerned about spike protein is arguably as well beneficial there, the dandelion. So uh, let's go to, uh, let's see, what was the study I want? Oh, yeah, I mentioned the uh, medical morons and pharmaceutical fraudsters as it relates to FDA approving another jab, another vaccine, this time RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Again, another unproven assertion that RSV is the cause of anything, much less respiratory disorder. But go with it because they dominate the belief system on planet Earth, the Western mindset, the medical um, you know, mafia, et cetera, wants you to believe that has nothing to do with toxicological burdens spewed out into the atmosphere because those uh, companies have captured even EPA. So they can pollute at will, and then they know that when the ailments inevitably occur of a respiratory variety, rather than looking back at the actual source of that pollution, you can then point to a virus which well, doesn't have a constituency and it doesn't have a lobbying firm to go, hey, hey, it's not us. Go after it. You know what? So the US FDA on Wednesday approved RxV, RxV, the first vaccine for RSV amid concerns among some experts that guess what? The vaccines aren't worth the risk. I could have told you that. Describing it as, and this is an article in the Defender. We have it linked up. Come on over to robertscottbell.com. Sign up for the, uh, Newsletter, because sometimes Super Don actually sends it out, gives you a, a curated news, uh, things that you're not going to get in many other places to see what's going on. And then we get to relate it to you in a way that's empowering, not disempowering, not fear mongering. Uh, GSK Biologicals uh, developed a RexV under the FDA's priority review designation. So this is accelerated. It's for people 60 and older. According to CNBC, the U.S. suffered an unusually severe RSV season. Now it's a season. You notice how these viruses have seasons? Like we've been told lies for decades about flu season being a viral season, not a lack of, of vitamin D because we don't get out in the sun anymore 
or uh, uh, promoted uh, immune dysfunction, detox dysregulation during the time of celebration, the latter part of the year when we begin to eat and overindulge in sweets and treats, even if they're organic, to the disruption of our microbiome, our immune system, and manifesting as symptoms of a lack of detox efficiency. So it comes out in different ways, including fever, burning things out. And then we say, oh, it's a virus. We got to stop the virus. Let's get a vaccine for that. Let's get a drug for that. Tammy flu, scammy flu, whatever. So RSV season. You let them get away with that? Guess what? CNBC, MSNBC, even Fox will buy into that pharmaceutical party line outside of Tucker who asked some good questions. Uh, Hannity pants, sorry. Uh, Ingram, I mean, who's watching them? Did you see there was an announcement? I think that the uh, uh, ratings at eight o'clock on Fox dropped like 40% or more. And of course, that means Hannity and and, and uh, Ingram are not getting the ratings either because the lead-in of Tucker was is gone. And the reality is, Super D, you know it and I know it, the mainstream, lamestream, pharmaceutically conflicted media will never go as far as we will go, not even close. The fact that Tucker had a show for a number of years was amazing. The fact that Carol Alt had a show on Fox for a number, a couple of years and we were on it was amazing. We'll take those wins however uh, long they last at the same time now, look again and see that those old media sources are corrupt to the core. And it's only a rare time when somebody kind of ekes on through and brings them the ratings that you'd think that they were after. And then you realize it isn't about that because um, what was the, there were some lawsuits, the Fox lawsuit, remember about, uh, was it Dominion? Dominion. Yeah. And yet BlackRock owns both major stock holdings in both Dominion and Fox. So it's like BlackRock is suing BlackRock. It doesn't matter who wins or who loses, they win. Yep. It's absurd. Look Assume at this. Look no. at this this statistic here. They lost half of the 25 to 54 audience. Yeah, key uh, demographic. Yeah, they that's like about prime. advertising revenue in reality. When no. BlackRock and, and, and I don't know, other smoking gun investment firms basically own and control the vast majority of the media, they don't control us, but that's why we're not on them. They would like to eliminate us as they have from YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn, but then money, other things are popping up. I don't know how long and God bless you on rumble and the rumble people for making a nice option to YouTube that we're on and other uh, various outlets. Thank you for being here and watching us and sharing us, but good Lord, is it obvious enough yet about what's going on here? The FDA says, Oh, RSV season, <laughs> CNBC, RSV season. They just, you know, you're, 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 Friendly neighborhood politicians, Democrat and Republican combined. It's RSV season. It's flu shot season. No, no, I mean, it's flu season. You need a shot. So GSK described the clinical trials for Orexv as positive. And the company said the U.S. launch is planned before the 2023-2024 RSV season. That would be before the NFL season because the NFL will probably promote it. There are other pipeline drugs from Pfizer on this issue, uh, vaccines. Um, but several participants in the test were diagnosed with, they say, rare conditions like Guillain-Barre, GBS, acute disseminated uh, encephalomyelitis, ADEM. One of the individuals who de developed this ADEM later died. But, hey, the FDA says, hey, man, it's good. It's all good. They took one for the team. Let's get this thing approved. By the way, the majority of people that they say have RSB recover in a few days with no complications. Like it's like a flick off a little fly that's annoying you. Just like 
polio. We go into polio. He goes, good Lord, that was DDT poisoning. And if you got paralyzed, it was because you were seriously poisoned. Considering that they say, oh, the polio virus caused it, 99.9% of the people that encountered the polio virus that they claim they have isolated, that's debatable, never developed symptoms, or if they did, they were mild, maybe a sniffle. Again, the lies, the deceptions are so embedded into the DNA of the Western mind that it's very hard to break free like Julie Wentz has done in like last hour talking about just walk away. Hashtag walk away. If you could still walk, if you haven't been paralyzed by the polio vaccine. Dr. Peter McCullough quoted in this article at Defender, respiratory syncytial virus is a negligible threat to even the most frail elderly adults. The effort of widespread vaccination is simply not worth it. Even rare side effects will outweigh any theoretical benefit. He's right, of course. He's doing, doing his best to, to make amends or penance, repent for his previous life as a, a vaccine-believing cardiologist. I like Peter McCullough. I do. Good heart. No pun intended for the cardiologist. So Merrill Nass, Dr. Nass, an internist, biological warfare epidemiologist, says we have to stop these shots. It's just extraordinary that we're still vaccinating people. We have a lot of work to do. Bobby Kennedy's on board on that too. RSV uh, vaccines are expected to receive FDA approval, just like COVID emergency jabs. With no evidence of safety or efficacy, they just went ahead and plowed through it. Watch the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org. Please share that documentary. Very well referenced. Everything in it's well referenced. But it could be a $10 billion market for this vaccine. Let's just go ahead and approve it because we're a captured agency, FDA says. They don't say it, but you know it. How many ailments, illnesses, and deaths will have to come from that vaccine despite the mild nature of whatever they call RSV or what do they believe it to be? How about a toxicological burden to the respiratory system or to the liver and the kidneys and the limb, then necessitating an, a modification of how we detoxify? A redundant system, a system that comes online only when needed because the other systems of excretion are not working well. So let's dump it out into the lungs and you're going to go... Cough, sneeze, gag, wheeze, and they'll call it a virus rather than a detox pathway adaptation for survival. Page 101 of Unlock the Power to Heal, y'all. Come on. Good loving for your lungs. You want to heal your lungs? How about some lobelia tincture in water every day? Those of you with COPD, asthma, bronchitis, different things like that. Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com has that form. Dr. Christopher's lobelia tincture in vinegar. That's the stuff. Drink a little bit in the water every day. Heal, it's God's medicine for the lungs and more. Nebulizing the bioactive silver hydrosol, now in the copper. Homeopathic remedies such as Bryonia alba. Antimonium tartaricum. Spongia tosta. Drosera. All of these are available for lung maladies. And then, of course, I set, start with Bryonia because it's a liver polycrest. Anything that gets the liver working again, a little bit more selenium. Yeah, and if you're doing NAC, remember NAC, you require selenium for NAC, N-acetylcysteine, to produce the glutathione that will then be converted into the active form, the peroxidase form. It requires selenium. You know vitamin D helps, but a lot of it's synthetic. Don't take it. The kind you can get from food or you get a little in Cardio Miracle, finding out that that formula activates the stored vitamin D so you're not wasting anything by bioaccumulating unnecessarily that fat-soluble complex hormone. There are so many ways to go that are better than taking a jab for something you don't need a jab for. There is no jab deficiency disease, y'all. 
Anything to add to that? I don't think so. Read the article. Read the article. Where else are we going here? Tower two, isn't it? Uh, yep, I still got my edge. Maybe I need to take another dose of the, the CBD, unless you're liking that edge. That's what I do. Homeopathic edge. Is there a remedy for that, Super Don? Come on. Sing it. Oh, sing it? Yeah. Homeopathic sing it. edge? Yeah, yeah. What's the remedy for that? Come up with a Latin name for homeopathic edge. Hegemonious, uh, I don't know, some Tartaricus. That's yeah, there you yeah, go. I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go to the. Have we have we picked on the medical mafia enough? The, the dental or doctoral dunderheads enough, or should no, we? No, have- I love studies like these when these come yeah. out because they just reinforce what it is that you've been saying for a long time, and it points out the fact that what how how are these people doing this, mm-hmm. and not realizing that they're doing something really dangerous. Yeah. So read the headline for everybody. Study finds doctors prescribing untested drug combinations with high addiction potential. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, shouldn't it be like standard instruction curriculum that doctors should have to like know what drugs don't go with other drugs or if they haven't been tested in the combination that they're prescribing that they shouldn't do it or maybe at least question it. Mm-hmm. Maybe be reluctant. Mm-hmm. Think twice. Yeah. Well, Why? what are you prescribing here? Do you know these drugs? We've talked about these drugs before. This is relating to drugs that are impacting on the central nervous system. They call them CNS active drugs. Yeah, they're stimulants. They're uh, uh, scheduled to controlled substances, high potential for psychological and or physical dependence with limited combined clinical trial testing medical amphetamines yeah methamphetamines yeah you know methamphetamines just amphetamine because there's a difference between them yeah but they're derived they're let me see they're 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 cousins but yeah well think about methylphenidate pmp remember i've talked about this methylphenidate is also known as what ritalin methylphenidate pmp is a chemical kissing cousin to pcp that which is known on the street as angel dust, if it's still out there. These are synthetic compounds made by man, not by God. And, you know, even the the the, the forms of these things like uh, ephedra, right? Ephedra, naturally occurring substance that has legitimacy in natural medicine dating back thousands of years. They ban it and only allow pseudoephedrine on the market, which is then converted, as you know, illicitly. And they've had to make it a controlled substance. Uh, and all of these things are connected and related. Their impact on the brain and nervous system. And they're just kind of throwing them together still, giving them to kids. Where are the studies on long-term safety effects of brain and neurological development among kids given ADHD-type drugs, Ritalin drugs, methylphenidate? One treatment has started. Once treatment has started, 75% of patients become long-term users. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because they're hooked on it. They're hooked on it. And who makes money when they're hooked on it? And then they prescribe these things in combinations mm-hmm. that have not been tested before. Now, I, I don't know. I suppose a doctor would go, well, you know, uh, uh, I read something somewhere that said that they would be okay with each other. But they haven't been tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about um, a gateway drugs? The concept of a gateway drug, Super D? Remember we were told growing up, marijuana. 
There's a gateway drug to harder drugs when it turns out it may be the opposite is true. A gateway off for some people. Listen, let's t- let's be fair. Let's be honest. Uh, for Never. some people, so for some people, it can be. Yes, it has. It has a lot There's to do. with Always their, somebody that can yeah. be led into it. But the reality is, we're seeing it used medicinally to bring people off of, right. like particularly the CBD, but also kratom, which is another beautiful thing to take people off of these pain killing drugs or even heroin, as we've seen the addiction of, of that. But many of the pharmaceutical drugs are as addictive or more addictive than even heroin. And we're not advocating that either. So don't get me wrong when I say that. Uh, but cannabis as a plant used appropriately can be great medicine. Obviously, it can be abused. But the downside of abusing it is far less than the abuse of alcohol, even just being real about the toxicological effects of it. And this is not me endorsing abusing anything. That's not what I'm saying. But if you look at the gateway drug that is a methylphenidate or a Ritalin drug, check out the study. And it says the, the, the kids, young people are getting these uh, stimulants and other psych drugs uh, are getting put on things like um, anxiolytic sedative hypnotic drugs. Yep, psychiatric drugs. Psychiatric drugs. So it's a, <clears throat> that's why I'm saying this is a gateway dependency scenario. They, they set the stage to teach your kids to be hooked on these medicines because they're the only solution for what ails you. And what ails you is largely the destruction of your liver and your intestinal tract and the microbiome that facilitates not only immune response, but the production of neurotransmitters, production, a manufacturer of endocrine compounds, hormones to keep you normal and say, even though it gets a little crazy when you're going through uh, adolescence, I, I know these things are disrupted or destroyed utterly and miserably. And they're replaced by synthetic pharmaceutical adjuncts. Even when we talk about uh, synthetic versions of a hormone replacement therapy, I, I, I know that the bioidenticals are certainly a step in the right direction, but they don't even answer the question of why the corruption is there in the first place, why you're not producing adequate hormone uh, quantity or content. And granted, there are a lot of people that have been miserably and utterly destroyed by big pharma and their shots to where they no longer have the functional capacity to produce these hormones. And so I'm not saying there's never a place for them. So don't get me wrong. I'm not yelling at anybody that's doing the bioidenticals and all of that, but recognize it's different than correcting underlying issues if they're correctable. I know sometimes they pulled out body parts and you no longer have them. Once again, thank you, modern medicine and your penchant for looking at the body as a mechanical device that can be, you know, body part removal services and replacements or synthetic, you know, versions of things. Now, synthetic oil in a car is pretty good for the life of the car, but that's a synthetic creation. It's a, it's really a mechanical device. It's not a spiritual uh, conduit for soul. Whereas your body is not just a machine, even though it has aspects of, of you know, uh, you can ana- analogize to a machine as well, but to put synthetic garbage in and claim it's better than that which God created, I, I think that's, Ignorant and arrogant all at the same time and quite dangerous. Now, back to the uh, the prescribing of multiple drugs without knowing whether uh, it's okay to do so. I, I find this this particular paragraph here probably one of the big takeaways here. Yeah. They, they say here that while there have been clinical trials for each drug, none has been conducted on taking three or four at the same time. Ooh. Because clinical trials have yet to take place, it's unclear what the patient indicators or treatment outcome goals for each intervention should be, meaning the patient outcomes are also unknown. Now, here's here's the kicker. Check this out. Mm-hmm. It might not even be possible to perform a study mm-hmm. with some of the drug combinations due to patient safety and ethical concerns under good clinical practice guidelines. So 
they can't they they may not even be able to do the study because there would be red flags about whether it's safe to do so or there might be an ethical problem and stuff like that yet they're being prescribed to people mm-hmm. anyway dude that's heavy stuff isn't it I, now, I knew- now, here, here's the frustrating part robert is these studies this is not the first time a study like this has come out over the over the years i mean i've seen multiple studies come out that will point out this problem point it out point it out point it out what's changing what's changed you know, th- this company, whatever, you know, got a million bucks to do this study and they all put the money in their pocket and they did this thing and go, yep, here's the problem. And they put it out there and published it in a journal. And what's changed? Nothing. Nothing has changed. You know, there might be one hospital somewhere you could find somewhere where they, somebody happened to see it and they went, okay, guys, we want you to be a little more careful about doing this stuff, whatever. Yeah. Like, okay. But across um, the board, what's changed? Yeah. You think well, quit because she wasn't getting more money. Remember when she came out, the CDC said, yeah, we got it wrong. We didn't do great, but uh, we'll reorganize. We're going to retool. We're going to reassess. Just send us more money. Going to rearrange the furniture and put right. up some new drapes. Uh, and now she's and, leaving. Yeah. Well, and what do all these <clears throat> stories tend to do? Disabuse you of the belief finally that modern medicine in general, again, there's specific parts of it. We go, okay, that's legit. We can see that. But for the generalities of it, it's become a religion, a cult, a devotional following. You must worship. You must believe the dogma, right? The vaccines, the drugs, etc. Despite me, you know, pointing out for decades now that there is no such thing as a drug deficiency disease or syndrome, no drug deficiency, no vaccine deficiency. And, and while that's obvious, there should be. It, it, it it's then dismissed to go, but, 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 but the doctor said, but the scientist said, but the other, you, who are you? You renegade homeopath, right? Homeopathic edge, <laughs> remedy for homeopathic edge. You've got a bad attitude, Mr. RSB. You're not, you're not being very nice to us, dude. I'm not the one that's the third leading cause of death. Maybe the second or first. Talk to me about bedside manner as you're being killed. Don't tell me about, oh, but my doctor, but my doctor, but my doctor, he's so nice. She's so nice. While giving you drugs that have never been tested adequately for safety or efficacy, certainly not together, certainly not jabs. As you know, none of those on the schedule or those will be added, will be tested against placebo. So where is the devotion to a gold standard of your dogma belief in modern medicine that it is scientific and above and beyond reproach or self-correcting. How do you self-correct a test that is never done and never will be done? A test against placebo, which you refuse to do for all vaccines, any and all, well, much less these combination drugs now that Superdon points out in this article say we can't even do the test because it would be unethical to do them. <laughs> it just blows me away when I see something like that. It's just like, so shouldn't there be some like major announcement, you know, uh, um, alert going out to all of the hospitals and all of the medical associations going, yeah. here's a problem, should yeah. not be prescribing these drugs and these combinations because they were potentially dangerous and can kill people. Uh, and it's so bad that we can't even uh, justify doing a, a clinical trial on these, these combinations. Yeah. So you need to stop. And by the way, for the folks, for the most part, if you vote in a politician, and granted, for the most part, we don't support those things, but there are occasionally people we know that, that we feel and I feel with, with reasonable certitude 
that will make a positive impact, ultimately, like a Jonathan Emord. Uh, for the most part, you've got Democrats and Republicans all believing still in the religion of science, which is scientism, and or the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism and the doctors that are put, put out there as the priestcraft in that church or religion. And they may be claimed to be Christian, Muslim, Jewish, or otherwise, yet they still worship at that altar. They still don't want to say, I'm not an anti-vax, but I don't, da da Like, stop it. It's enough already, isn't it? Can you grow up? Can you put on your big boy and big girl pants and see this for what it is and just go, no, enough. This is ridiculous. We've given you a century or more to show that you're actually helping people. And outside of, again, warfare type medicine, that's what allopathic medicine is, triage medicine. Outside of that, you don't belong in almost any other place. And we're going to go right again to, and, and this is why Julie was so great last hour talking about, you know, screw that system. Let's just set up our own, do a restart in our own way. And that might be a daunting task for some, but some people maybe were born for that. I, I can't start up a whole new system. I'm not interested in doing that. But what I am interested in is what we've been doing for decades now, Super D, mm. is to remind people of the source of all their healing. And yes, if you can get, quote unquote, relief from a drug. I wouldn't stand in your way if that's what you want, but please recognize what it is. And ultimately the risk of, of uh, addiction into that realm of pain management, go into it with your eyes wide open. Yeah. If that's what you choose to do, yeah, I don't want to you know, see victims and slaves. minimize it. Uh, yeah. you know, don't just, uh, blindly just go in and just do it because yeah. that's what they say you should do. And Especially drink lots, if you, yeah, like, go ahead. Sorry. And drink lots of heavy metal fruit juice. Yes. Say. You know, I, how many times have I said, we are our own worst enemy. We are going, we are going to be responsible for our own demise. Mm -hmm. We are surrounded by this stuff. It's stuff just, you know, pops up. So, you know, co company invents some great, great mm -hmm. thing. Oh, look here. This, this yeah. is awesome. Use this. And then we find out 20 years later that we've been poisoning ourselves with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so perfect example. Yeah. Mixed fruit juices and soft drinks. I mean, not that soda is good for you. We already knew that. Yeah. But they're finding elevated levels of uh, toxic metals. And again, you know, Robert, the, how many times over the years have we read stories like this mm -hmm. where they're detecting high levels of, of heavy metals in food being sold in the grocery store? And yeah. why is it 20 years later, we're still reading stories about high levels of toxic metals in food sold at the grocery store? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> there, there, must be, there must be a strong desire to not remove them because how hard would it be <laughs> if it's really an issue, if you really believe that that's a problem? So 25, seven of 25 elements exceeded drinking water standards in some of the drinks, including nickel, manganese, boron, cadmium, strontium, arsenic, and selenium. While lead was detected in more than 93% of the 60 samples. Holy crap. Most contained very low levels below one part per billion. The highest level, 6.3 micrograms per kilogram, was found in a lime sports drink. And if you look at the picture on this page at the top, does that look like a natural color to you? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, like nuclear lime, lime. An orange. Yeah. I don't know. What, the, what, the, what would the red be? That'd be like or fruit punch. Fruit punch. I mean, the only that looks thing like that looks, Coke or root beer up in the corner, in the top. Yeah. Part. The only thing that looks similar to a real color that you might find in nature is the red one, which could be cranberry. Yeah. But even if the cranberry is not organic, it could be problematic. And even if it is, as you know, and Mike Adams brought this up years ago, the health ranger that they're not testing organics for heavy metals. 
No, that dude, 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 I have never forgot. I have never forgotten that. That was a teachable moment for me because uh, I, I didn't even, I, I had no idea. I just assumed, like a lot of people probably do, that yeah. it says organic on. Oh well, it's it's totally safe. It's bulletproof. You know, it, it God put it right there for people to eat. Yeah, everything's good. And I had no idea that it, you could eat something that's organic and it could be, you know, toxic uh, yeah. with with lead or or mercury or something and still get the organic label. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty amazing. I just want to highlight again what Steve had put in. I put it up on the screen as we were talking. Uh, he says, forget what the doctor or scientist said. Pay attention to what your body said. Maybe no pharma drug should be given unless it passes muscle testing. You know, he's talking about applied kinesiology. You're testing the body and it tells you what it needs uh, outside of uh, a doctor or a degree in a sense. But yes, it's a, a point well taken. I hope it's well taken. Your symptoms are your communication tools of your cells to say, hey, you're doing it wrong. You're putting something in that doesn't need to be in here. Something's in here that doesn't need to be here. Can you get it out? As opposed to, oh my gosh, this is telling me I need methylphenidate. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, this toxic uh, sodas and juices thing here, and there's a quote here by someone by the name of Hannah Stoner. That's a great name, huh? Uh, they part they participated the uh, st in the study. They're both Tulane. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say that? Tulane University Tulane. students. Yeah, Louisiana. Uh, they they hope the findings encourage people to think more about what they consume. And then Stoner says, "I don't think there needs to be fear in toxicity. It's the dosage that often makes the difference. So everything in moderation." Hmm. Um. You, can you argue for mercury in moderation? Well, let me, I mean, come on. I'm not a scientist, but I've been, I've been working on this show for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, Bioaccumulation. Isn't that a thing? Yes. So if you're a big fan of drinking sodas and fruit juice, which most of the time isn't really fruit juice anyway, it's like 10% juice maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't that stuff build up in your system? Well, yeah, that's the point of uh, the, the basis for all disease is the bioaccumulation of waste products or synthetics now in the era of modern man medicine and everything. Uh, the toxicological burden based on dose, that's true, right? The dose makes the poison. Right, all at once. Right. If, you, you, you know, in one sitting. But they yeah. don't account for the bioaccumulation for the most part, right? They don't look at the detox pathways for the most part when they say, oh, a little bit in that is okay. Now, if you have an ability to process and excrete it, that's another thing. But many people are so corrupted in terms of detox pathways that even things that arguably aren't awesome probably wouldn't do much harm to you. I get that. But we're not looking at it from that point because what doctor trained out of a Flexner Report Medical School comes out and says, I'm specializing in liver detoxification. My practice is all about restoring function of the liver. No, the gastroenterologist who also encompasses liver in their in their practice does not endorse or embrace the use of homeopathic detox drainage remedies does not endorse or embrace the use of uh dandelion milk thistle ayurvedic formulas for detox does not endorse the utilization of canjest from alta products you can get that from choosetobehealthy.com to help detox the liver and the gallbladder and also help function of the digestive system that all the gi stuff the gastroenterologist is supposed to be specialist at no, they come in and go, hey, uh, let's uh, let's cut you open and uh, slice and dice you. 
and uh, give you a stomach bypass. We'll give you a, a colon bypass. Here's a bag. Don't you want to wear a bag for the rest of your life and poop in it? I mean, I know it's disgusting to say it, but that's what we're dealing with. That's the dominant perspective on medicine. Those are the legit docs, the gastroenterologists, where the road to colostomy bags is paved with things they prescribe, antibiotics and prednisone. That's the chapter in the book, Unlock the Power to Heal, that I wrote with Ty Bollinger. You can get that chapter for free at robertscottbell.com. We should make them sign up for the email. I've been saying this for years, Super D. We're so not capturing, like, lists to do better, you know, to support ourselves. We don't do that. We we exist on the graciousness, the kindness, and the lovingness of you all supporting us, whether you're a patron or you support those who support us. But that chapter alone is worth the price of admission. It's free. If you go to robertscottbell.com, download it. It's bottom of the page. There's more if you become a patron supporter, including the chapter on lung health and such. But, man, I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm ranting and nobody's listening anymore. Why do I even bother? <laughs> There's that edge again. Yeah, homeopathic edge. What's the remedy? All right. One more food-related article here. Okay. Food additives. You've never said anything about additives ever. Nothing, ever. No. Yeah, nothing, no. That's that's actually one part of the uh, of that thing that you say. Just you know what I'm talking about. What is it you say? Derivatives, colorings, flavorings, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, GMOs, heavy metals, plasticizers. Yeah, very good. Additives is usually the first thing I say. Yep. But uh, now they've got them nano sized, so it's got to be good. All right. Now I just want to say this about nanotechnology. Everything nano sized is not the devil. In fact, in nature, you know, nanoparticles do exist, but we're talking about engineering certain ingredients that can become more toxic in the nano size. Not, not true of everything. Like we talk about the bioactive silver hydrosol having, you know, silver ions and, and, and uh, nanoparticles measured on the nano scale. They don't become more toxic to your healthy cells. There's arguments being made, but they're not substantiated in the scientific literature. They're kind of belief systems. Um, but toxicology depends not only on quantity, but form, speciation. You talk about certain metals, uh, and and that gets in again metal toxicology. But if we talk about food additive toxicology, there's an interesting article here that Superdon found at Medical Express, and it's linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Headline: Food nat- additive nanoparticles could negatively affect your gut health. And they talk about um, let's see here, one of the ones they mentioned: titanium dioxide whitening and brightening, silicon dioxide. Uh, prevent prevention of clumping again silicon is a necessary trace element if it's connected to the silicon form dioxide it doesn't become necessarily bioavailable it could become bioaccumulating and you don't have access to the silicon that you want iron oxide keep it red iron can be a very powerful oxidizer in the absence of copper zinc oxide is a preservative antimicrobial but too much zinc as we've talked about that in the wrong form can deplete copper, which is devastating over time, in addition to their own toxicological um, properties, so to speak. So, uh, Super D, I try to temper my discussion of this because I don't dismiss all nano things. Some people sure. do. No, I, no try of course. To be, try to be real about this stuff. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they've analyzed these things and can identify, hey, some of them act as a powerful antimicrobial, but that's not good because we need a healthy, balanced microbiome. We need a biodiversity. So, yes, some can be problematic. Others can be okay. Others can even be medicinal, you know, appropriately so. So uh, they're acknowledging it. The question is, what are you choosing to eat? 
highly processed foods with the stuff in it. Grow your own food. You don't need preservatives, right? Yeah. Grow your food. Or if you can't grow your own food, then get to know people around you that do. Yeah. And the key for successful growing is healthy, balanced, organic soil. Soil. Mm -hmm. And where can they get that good soil? Uh, You're about to tell them. Brian Brian Jones? Brian Jones. Flick a seed. You remember that? I do. We have, I think there was a discount code as well that you guys could get that soil or the soil. I got to dig that to up. Yeah. I need, I need to, re, there's, there's several banners I need to get put up on the, uh, on yeah, the website so that we don't have. Do you have them on the list that they're wearing heavily I'll, every I'll day? I'll find them. I'll find them. Okay. Uh, so I want you guys to succeed, obviously. The soil is everything. The key is everything. The, the soil. You restore the soil. You can grow things. You thought you're not a green thumber. You are if you have good soil. And if you could just get a little bit of water in there too, don't let them dry. And up. you have to be patient, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I, I. I. You know, we were talking about this the other day, where I'm just like, I want to plant. I want to plant. I mean, you know, it was, it was a nice day. It was like I don't know, like 83 degrees the other day, and I was like, yeah. yeah, fix the garden bed. I'm just like, yeah. And I didn't do it yet. And then yesterday, it was. Uh, we had this major storm come through. <laughs> And it hailed so hard, it looked like it had snowed. Wow. Um, and That's why they say, wait till Mother's Day where you yeah, are. Yeah, I know. My my daughter, I, I showed you, you know, that, that uh, she had uh, put that garden yeah. thing together with Riley. Chew it up. And it, it it it's pretty mostly survived. Some of it's going to have to be replaced. Yeah. But it's it's tough to wait. Mother's Day. I, I mean, know. No, not Mother's Day. Some people are telling me now Memorial Day. Wow. Yeah, depending on where you're up are, here, right? they're saying Memorial Day, and I'm like, I don't want to wait till Memorial oh. Day. Well, see, I was spoiled going year round in Florida for many years, and yeah. if you're in the deep south of of the U.S., southeastern, you can grow a lot earlier. Uh, but you got to, you know, care for that, cover it, whatever you got to do to keep it going early, or have the greenhouses to prepare them, get them a little head start yeah. in that regard. Yeah. All right, we got one thing left to do today. What do we got to do? It's a question of the day. This is coming from Lori. Lori's been asking a lot of questions. I, I, this is, is there, what, there's like three Lori's, you think? Yeah, but they're all parading as each other, so we don't know who to <laughs> limit. Lori, you've uh, exceeded your quota this week. No, I'm That's teaching, right. Lori. We love questions. And if you're the one submitting them, then we should just number them like Lori one, Lori two, and Lori three. <laughs> Like thing one, thing two, thing is a little Dr. Seuss action there. Yes. So this question of the day from Lori says, hello, RSB and Super Don. RSB, can you please speak on the belief of a disease being inherited versus the result of living in the same environment? Are there diseases that are truly passed on from generation to generation via genes? Thank you, Lori. Mm, This is a good question. I know it wasn't Lori Harvey. I know that. Um, but it's a good question. It is. And good Lord, I got five minutes to answer it. It's an existential question. Almost answered five minutes before the bonus round. You don't need five minutes. Probably not. Uh, but I will say, uh, I would study up on the, the writings of Bruce Lipton, the, you know, the biology of belief, the biology of complementary medicine, whatever you call it, recognizing that our belief systems are, uh, really have more to do than, than just about anything else in terms of manifesting disease, even across generations. But you, you raise the question of um, nature versus nurture, as well as the law of the terrain versus germ theory, things like that. Now, homeopaths have known since the time of Hahnemann about inherited predispositions, proclivities, et cetera, called miasms that relate to 
infections that you suffered from in your ancestry. That it, typically they were uh, syphilis, gonorrhea, you know, these kinds of things that are considered STDs or STIs, how they impacted across the human genome from generation to generation. Now, it didn't mean you were definitely going to get sick. And it's not even, you're going to get sick with those actual d- named diseases or infections. But it manifests in certain ways that there are predictives, if you will, that if you do not do the right thing in your lifestyle and diet, et cetera, that they may manifest in a certain way a disease prediction model, if you will, miasms. But again, it depends upon how you live. Now, a child born into abject poverty that grows up eating refined fast foods because they're cheap or you know subsidized foods in, in, in crinkle packs, what do they call that, cellophane, you know, the Twinkie generation, you're going to manifest eventually, maybe even in younger years, even things like cancer. And you'd say, well, it looks like we've had ancestors also have that cancer or the whole breast cancer gene phenomenon. Well, auntie had it, mommy had it, grandma had it. it I'm gonna- yeah. Here's what I would say to that. Try and find me anybody who mm-hmm. can't look back in their ancestry at this point mm-hmm. and not have people that have had cancer or heart disease or whatever, right. you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's just common now. Yeah. I don't think anybody, I, I, well, there probably are a handful, but I think most people uh, know somebody in their their ancestry um, that's died of, of sure. cancer and or heart disease. Well, I think now of neurological degradation diseases, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and and you know now we're seeing historical examples of well, my uncle had it. Is I, I my uncle Ben had it, uh, and and he had Parkinson's. Now he was a World War II guy exposed to all kinds of heavy metal munitions, et cetera. And, you know, so does that mean it's in my family? I guess, theoretically, Parkinson's is there. Uh, I've had a number of ancestors, grandparents, aunts, uncles with cancer, dying of cancer or the treatment for cancer. Talked about that as well. Now, you know, do you know how many, I know personally people who uh, their, their parents or grandparents fought in Vietnam mm-hmm. and they got uh, nailed Agent by Orange. the Agent Orange yeah. and that caused uh genetic mutations, mutations yeah. that then were passed down to the children that kids that had autism and, and things yeah so let's look at uh smoking during pregnancy how did that manifest or exposure to certain drugs during pregnancy how did that manifest and these again are toxicological burdens and or nutrient deficiencies or combinations of the two altering gene expression so you know do you get cancer passed down the cancer gene, or do you express what is probably present throughout the human genome at some point when you go off course? That is, you don't give the body everything it needs and you can't get rid of that, which it doesn't. And it, and it manifests in a certain way because of your, uh, let's say miasms, genetic proclivities per se, but not necessarily the disease itself isn't passed down. The potential for it may be arguably there. Why does one person with excess uric acid, for instance, it's a metabolic waste, eating too much protein for your needs and activity levels, manifests gout and arthritis, while another manifests excess uric acid, causing inflammation of the arterial wall with no symptoms until it's far too late when cholesterol is built up and calcified, trying to keep you alive long enough to get a heart attack. You go, okay, uric acid, in a simple explanation, caused both completely radically different manifestations of the same cause because you have strengths and weaknesses that are unique to you, maybe because of the genetic lineage, but that is manifest made by what? Lifestyle, diet, 
exposures, toxicology. How did you live? Does it run in families because it's genetic or because y'all ate the same thing? So the question, chicken and egg almost scenario, may not be solved in a five-minute um, diatribe or monologue or even a dialogue with Super Don. But I think Super D, you get it. I don't think it's that complicated to, to, to pick up on the difference and distinction of what they'd want us to believe that it's, well, all of it's genetic. And they acknowledge now that cancer, if it's 5% genetic, it, that's news. I think it's far less in, in that uh, it's all causing, you know, it's what we call chromosome abnormalities or aneuploidy that manifest genetic or gene expression that's different because it's corrupted. Why? Toxicity deficiency. Now, getting into the emotional and mental and economic and political stress wars, those are real too as they manifest down in the body physiologically. But as we came back earlier, I think we were talking about that somehow, some way, uh, the energetic imprints. If you will. Oh, you know what I was thinking of? I was talking about homeopathy, homeoprophylaxis for the remedy uh, docuseries Ty Bollinger is producing. Mm -hmm. That's where that came back from. I've I've already been doing a show before I did the show today. So sorry about that. <laughs> it was a warm up. Wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I hope you all enjoyed the show, the homeopathic edge today. If you have questions or comments, submit them at robertscatbell.com. Please sign up for the newsletter. Please share the show. We talk about growing organically. That's the only way we know how to grow. Uh, really, I mean, we we people like Kevin Tuttle, who's considered. I consider him an associate producer of the show in addition to Super D, which is executive producer and all that that you do, uh, helping to get the word out. We don't have the budgets to hire mass PR agencies to do this. I mean, we've been offered, hey, just give us 1500 bucks a month. I'll get you on every show. I'm like, I don't even know if that would do good for me. I mean, obviously, I'd like to be on shows. I'm happy to be interviewed because I have a mission and a passion for what I communicate. But how many of you think everybody knows about the Robert Scott Bell Show? Didn't we learn that, that new chat v gpt version nicer gentler one didn't know about us correct yeah so yep. there you go nope. best kept secret in health talk media still happening you guys are not working hard enough to share the show just saying <laughs> calling you out this is your homework calling you out no i love you thank you very much so if you want we'll do a few minutes of a bonus round heading in the weekend all right go for that yep what you got bring it in the chat room and we'll respond to it right away otherwise we'll be off to the weekend or i'll be recording for the weekend pretty quick. And I thank you all for being here. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. The power to heal is yours. I think we didn't do upcoming events, really. No, we didn't. Is there any more additions? Because I feel like there's more every day. I haven't added anything new since I added the uh, spellers. Okay. Yesterday. Okay. So people can go check it out at upcoming events at robertscottbell.com. We've got it all listed there. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing, you know, when we talk about uh, one of the taglines over the years that we played, um, something this show requires no expiration dating, right? Remember that? I do. Yeah. And, and from the standpoint of the information we provide, it really doesn't, but I guess the only thing that sort of expires over time is these these events that come and go. So maybe we, we yeah. can't say that officially now anymore. No expiration date required. Robert's Capel Show. Well, only parts of it expire when we talk about what's coming up next. But the information's still good. I thought I might have that in the Dropbox, but I don't. Yeah, you created so many good uh, stingers ridiculous
it was a little different on radio. You know, those things, those things worked on radio. They don't work on, on video. I still like hearing them. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's been a while. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, Q streaming. That's still a deal, right? 59 99. Those of you want to watch anything and everything, all the pay-per-views, the sports channels, anything you want to get a little distracted or, uh, you know, there's educational opportunities online too, but, uh, you can replace the hundreds of dollars you may be spending on cable right now. Just get good internet access and uh, check out Q streaming and it'll help support the show. Another way you don't have to, you know, give us money directly in support of us. You can support those that help support us. That would be awesome too. I don't have a problem with that. So Q streaming, you've been checking it out. Is there anything we need to know that you found that's really cool that you thought wouldn't be, you know, every time I go on there, I just like, fish around and you know try different shit because there's so many it's mm -hmm. just it's it's overwhelming a little bit mm -hmm. all the different channels that are available on there so i'll just kind of just go doink 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 and, you know check out this and you know hbo yep showtime yep amc fox news whatever they've got it they've got it all mm -hmm. uh i still have not had the opportunity yet to test the pay-per-view thing mm-hmm which is the most probably the most intriguing thing for me, but I know coming up uh, the NFL season when it starts again, which is like in what September or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, um, you'll be able to test all that. Yeah. I'll be able to test the uh, red zone, which I pay for, you know, separately uh, to be able to watch the NFL red zone, which is awesome. Yeah, um, but that that's supposed to be on there, included in there as well. So. It's okay. it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I know you're still waiting on the stick. Mm -hmm. That that I, I'm waiting on that as well for Thank you to you get it. Your interface. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited to see how that works. Yeah, that'll be awesome. So yeah, check it out. Sixty bucks a month. You can't. I mean, you can't beat it. The way you have to do it now is a you if you get a a uh, Amazon Fire Stick, you can program the Fire Stick to run Q streaming, and you just plug that in your TV. And the Fire Stick comes with a remote, and then you can do it that way. Uh, the cool. alternative now, right now, is you can stream it. I mean, if you if you if you're one of those people that watches movies on your phone, which I don't understand how people could do that. No, yeah. I mean, really, it's like the younger generation though. They're they're into the whole like you know staring at their phone. It's mm -hmm. it would make my eyeballs bug out. You know, um, you can but you can you can stream it on your phone. You can stream it on the computer if you want to watch it on computer, or you can stream it from your computer to your TV if you have the right setup. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's kind of what your options are now. But for like I said, for sixty bucks a month, find me any any anything that compares to Q streaming yeah. as far as the amount of content. It doesn't exist. No, I can't argue that. Just so if you you're wasting a lot of money on cable, then look to that and support the Robert Scott Bell Show. So what else we got? Uh, any other questions or comments coming in? Are people exhausted and want the weekend to be here already? Um, I, I know I'm ready for the weekend. I don't know about you. Yeah, but my wife was complaining a little bit because I got an interview at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon, local time. And then, uh, uh, I may be recording tomorrow morning and it's like, and I don't, I'm not dissing on my wife for doing that because I totally understand it. I'm traveling so much. I'm out of town so much. I would like to spend my weekends fully in, engaged in all of the honeydews that I could get done. And there are a lot of projects. But I, I, I'm doing my best to restrict and limit it. I'm trying to learn to say no to things. But 
you know, when you're here to do these things, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to say no. You need a break once in a while. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better. Yeah. I, don't wanna, I promise. I know you've been saying that for how long now? Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. All right. So I found one of the pre-made music beds with a stinger built into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna kind of keep this low because I don't want to get a copyright thing here until it gets to the yeah. stinger right. part. There we go. The information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. That's it. That's it. That was it. There you go. Those are the great ones. So that's what makes Super Don Super Don a legend. Why everybody's after Super Don wants to hire him to do stuff. You are just like Mr. Busy. Talk Pope. about somebody who doesn't say no. <laughs> yeah, that's true too, right? You're helping I'm just out like, oh, but. You know, the people that I work with are all great people that are doing great things. And yeah, that's the you difference. Know, you know, you're, yeah. you're not out there doing, uh, you know, corporate hobsnobbery, uh, poisoning people. You're working with people that have a mission. They're doing good stuff in this realm. And, you know, you can help them. You have a unique talent to be able to help them in many cases. So I'm glad you're able to, although occasionally I'd like you to get sleep too. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah. DJ Katie's going to be working hard this weekend. It'll probably be what at uh, different venues or farmers markets, right? Yeah, two farmers markets. She'll be displaying your wares. The farmers market. You know, it should be starting up here too. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I got to look that up. Carol was asking about the Q stick. It, it's it's in process. I, I wish I knew a definitive date. We might need to reach out to them, get them back on, and talk about that. Uh, to make it easier for folks because a lot of people that want to do it want it to be able to and like my wife i just want it to be easy she says and it's reasonable for that you want to sit back and relax and, and uh, unplug in that case so june to october so next month here farmers for market. the farmers markets yeah yeah have you have you actually made friends with anybody have you been enough that you like actually know some of these people that um are, not know like you know yeah. hey fred you know yeah. something like that but recognize probably there, yeah there is one one in particular that we always went to that had the guy had a great uh selection of of vegetables and and mm -hmm. stuff and actually he was selling trying to sell his farm it was an interesting deal i can't remember how much it was it was like some crazy amount of money it was like a million dollars or something right but it was huge and it had like two houses on it uh you know and, and all this acreage and all these things all ready to just go if you wanted to plunk the money down and it, it even included six months of of training and supervision yeah uh for the farm and all that kind of stuff cool but the guy had just amazing stuff in fact i sent you the pictures remember the picture i sent you that one time of uh it, you you laughed at me when i told you they were called marion berries mm -hmm. but uh you're asking if they were like some crack smoking right. berries or something <laughs> but they're huge and they're wow. they're they're native to oregon wow Cool. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like one berry was just like, you know, like that big, it was just like, well, what is the Oregon grape, that's also something in English. We have a, a Latin name for that, but yeah, you know, but you can look that up. So DJ yeah, it's, it's, it's in Florida. Their season is almost ending because it gets too hot right in the summer down mm -hmm. in Florida to have a lot of these things happen. But the rest of the year, like when it's off season that they have these amazing farmer's markets in Florida, you know. So anyway, so we got uh, Doc Harmony for Sunday. You're going to be I'm recording that I've today. Got a, I've got a, well, or it tomorrow. might be tomorrow morning, okay. but I've got to call her after the show 
Uh, we got to hang out a little bit at the uh, event that the Warners put on last weekend in, in Nashville. And that was fun to connect and hang out and all. But th- as I said, the relationship stuff, there's a spiritual element to that. And there's an order to the universe to that as well. And this becomes very upsetting to those, you know, women's libbers, right? I'm all for your freedom as a woman. You want to do whatever you want to yes, do. That's no kind problem. of a thing of the past, isn't it? That shows how old we are. Women's yeah. lib. I don't yeah. even think they even call it that anymore. Well, arguably, the CIA set the, the constructs up to destroy the you know the family unit. Uh, that's a whole other discussion point. But for women that want to have a career and also want to have you know children, it's like, and you want to have strangers raise them. Well, in, in case of that, then I'd say, well, let the man stay home if you're going to be out there. If that's what you feel. It's it's a little bit. A house um, husband? Yeah, it's a little bit anti-gender, different kind of thing. But hey, I uh, believe in freedom if you're an adult to figure it out. So you know what? If a woman could be expected to stay home and clean the house and cook and and take care of the kids, there's no reason why a guy couldn't do that. No, so I, again, I'm not arguing against that. If that's the decision you make in your relationship, but there's so much not known about the male-female interactivity, and I'm talking about the masculine-feminine, but also the male-female uh, in terms of successful relationships, and I think to have this discussion with doc harmony about this will help especially the young people in the audience that have no frame of reference for that is this like a women are from venus men are from mars type thing yeah but i think it goes further than that really a lot of detail that she's sharing with me it's pretty amazing so i'm excited hopefully that'll happen for this sunday that's my plan anyway so uh i'll give her a holler see if we can coordinate it all right any other questions or comments y'all before we wrap up for the week good week here I got nothing on Rumble. Mm-hmm. Marge Rumble was there saying, talking throughout the show. Oh, she was. Marge, yeah. talk to herself again. Marge, come on. Talk to us here. Unless you don't want us to see or hear it. Unless Super Don's No, 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 no. It's okay. I mean, she did at the time when she was asking the questions, that you were like on a different topic. But gotcha. She was uh, saying that Tucker, Tucker is a discra- uh, distraction, mm-hmm. a controlled opposition oh, person. Take that on, Super Don. I don't want to, <laughs> that I don't agree, but, um, yeah. I get it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's easy. It's easy. Controlled well, opposition. Bobby, Bobby Kennedy's just, controlled opposition too, obviously. Yeah. I that. Look, I understand why some people may think that because they look at, at what Tucker was doing, what he was saying on Fox. And it was just like, so crazy yeah. that he was able to say the things that he did, but still be on Fox. Yeah. And so for a long time, you know, I, that was a theory that was put out there. It was like the reason why he can do that is because he's controlled opposition. Well, he's not now. <laughs> he's not there anymore. They canned him. He was out of control now. So anyway, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, let's see. What do you think about Robert Malone? Who's who's asking? That's another person that people are saying is controlled opposition. Well, I think what, what Robert Malone is, is a wounded warrior in his own life. Right. And I don't mean that like uh, from the military. I mean, someone who's, you know, dedicated his life in some direction and now realizes, holy crap, it's bad. It's as bad or worse than I thought, than I ever wanted to think and consider. Yeah. Yet there are so, so some interpersonal or let's say personal issues, this is my assessment from afar, that relate to maybe guilt, fear, shame, any number of things that preclude him from maybe trusting that if he fully went for it, that he would be welcomed into the fold. Yeah. And this is kind of like what we say about Look, we're not condemning you. You know, repent, truly change your ways. We welcome you here. There's forgiveness for all of this stuff. 
And um, he's an intelligent guy. I like, he writes a lot about a lot of cool stuff and good stuff. So I'm not going to condemn him fully for, for those things, but I will acknowledge that there's some steps that maybe I perceive he has not yet taken. Maybe he doesn't trust that he can. How's that for an answer? That works. Okay. So, all right. Diane says, I think Oregon grape is more decorative, edible, but extremely sour. Yeah. It's more of a homeopathic remedy. Y'all, that could be the, uh, I could give a hint for that for our next AMA. Maybe you can ask, what is the um, Latin name for the Oregon grape used as a homeopathic remedy? Well, I Don't could give just that away. look it up. No, but you. you oh, you, I see what you're a saying. Trivia okay. question for the All next right. AMA. Okay. Yeah, but you, now now you've now you've said it, and so well, people will be prepared for it now. That's okay. We'll give them a, give them one. <laughs> but the AMA is scheduled for uh, Monday the twenty second of May. Monday the twenty second of May. Correct. Uh, it'll be uh, seven p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Pacific. We couldn't do a Saturday. There's just not a Saturday open to do it this this month. So next month in June, we'll try and make a Saturday. So we try to flip-flop at the AMAs. Those of you who haven't participated, if you join the Patreon group, uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show, and there's a web, uh, there's a link for it, banner, uh, you can have access to all of the previous ones. I think we lost, uh, I don't know, a few of them because YouTube banned it because they were there. Uh, but the vast majority of the AMAs are there for you to watch and witness and see what it's all about. It's pretty cool. I hear oh. a baby crying. Can you hear that? Whose is it? It's autumn. Ah, okay. Well, that's our cue then. <laughs> the part. Gram Grammy's out there with her. Something's going on there. Uh, okay. Parting is such sweet, whatever. Sweet muscadine grapes. To probably go check it out though. all right folks thanks for being here another wonderful week of broadcasting appreciate you sharing the show and uh thanks uh today uh for all of your efforts there to share it and uh you know julie wentz she brought it i didn't have to do a whole lot and she brought it she's amazing so check out that event all listed in the show notes at robertscottbell.com and uh check out the upcoming events say thanks to our sponsors remember foliumpx.com 10% off RSB 10, Nutritional Frontiers, 15% off. But all of those things are listed. TrinitySchool.org as well for all the classes. And remember the Health Freedom Expo. You can sign on early and save some money for the events coming up in October already. Yeah. Cinco de Seis on Saturday because it only comes once a year. Steve, very funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why did Robert Malone sue the Breggins? I, you know, again, I, I think there's a wound there that, I agree. I, I don't like that he's done that. I haven't read all the details on that, but apparently no. Bregan put out something about him and uh, yeah. Malone is suing him for... I think that could have been handled mano a mano. I don't mean in a... Yeah, in might school, have been. I don't know. But to I don't know all the details. Yeah. So, no, I'm not happy about that. I, I, Bregan's an amazing man. So, thank you all for being here. Uh, create a great weekend. Enjoy it. Get out there if you can and get that soil ready. If it's not ready yet or if it's too cold, just do your prep. And Super Don will add those uh, banners that we mentioned about the glyphosate alternative. I'll try and work on that over the weekend. Yeah, with the discount yeah. to or to get the uh, free brass nozzle that work, makes it work. And and the Flicka Seed soil. I want to make sure the soil amendments and seeds you have access to as well. Yeah. All with a special code for discount. So thank you for being here. And thank you, Super Don, for remembering to do that, which I will nag you to do until you do it. Okay. Remind me. Over the weekend. Yeah, good luck to my memory, but we'll try. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, making this, this show uh, uh, worth doing. Because yes. it wasn't for you. It would just be Robert and I talking to each other. 
And go and see the movie Nefarious. We found it. It's about uh, it, 30 minutes away, not far. Oh, did you really? I hadn't looked it up yet. That's another thing I'd like to do this weekend is go see Awesome. That. Y'all to let me know how it is. Anyway, uh, new stuff on Sunday. Back live in studio on Monday. You guys have a good weekend.